Ah, yes. Not exactly radio. Hey, what's up? It is Benny K hanging out with you. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. So I had an issue with my computer, and then when I tried to restart it, all of a sudden my internet decided to have an outrage, outrage, out, outage all over uh, my neighborhood. So I trusted Kevin and Tony, just Tony, to do the show without me for a little bit. Uh, you'll hear me come in there a little bit later, uh, but for now, here is a solid Solid episode of Not Exactly Radio uh, without me for, like, most of it. Either way. <clears throat> Another fun fact, we are going to be back uh, in the studio. Like, three of the three of us are going to be actually, because we're all fully vaccinated now. I'm very excited about that. So, we're going to be in the studio and have better quality of shows. Until then, we wanted to give you one last train wreck on Discord. And here is that stuff now. Tony, Kevin, take it away. Oh my lord. Uh, yeah. Yo, get it twisted. This rush is mine. Mother. So hard. And you know what we're going to actually do? And yeah, I'm going to let that roll. Uh, actually, I would like some sound. Uh, you know, because he's not joining us, I want a lot of post-production work here. So when I made that accidental boner joke, because I was going to say how hard this song goes, because, you know, you need introspection and analysis like that. But anyways, uh, please give me some type of boner effect. <laughs> boing. Boing. I was the... So, do you want to so, do the opening or? Nah, another post production thing is he's going to announce what we're doing here because of what happened to him about how he got his dick stuck in a drawer and he can't reach his computer. Sure. I, I, I 100% That's, down for this. Um, so he's gonna do that in post too. Hold but on, here's, here's if y'all have here's your sound mark here for Ben. Insert. This is Benny K. Oh, Tony. Born in some goats, Tony. Yeah. And also Kevin. He's here. Like I, so I was gonna where, be so like, what can your name? Ben, you need to put those in. I was like, where's the how, how? I was like, how can I make Benny K into Kevin G? I was like, and then I was like, Kenny G. And then I was like, oh. <laughs> and then I was like, there's already a guy named that. Um, so I was like, Kevinny G. <laughs> Your your name is it, 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 it's uneable. Kevin just doesn't Kevin, sound right. Kevin is uh, Kevin. Kevin. Oh, oh. I'm, I'm not awful. a Kevin. If you I'm were not a Kevin, I don't know. That if you there were a baseball a Kevy, player, a you would be a. If you're a baseball player, you'd be called Kevin, like no. by the manager. Oh, oh, I hate it. That hurts me in my soul. <laughs> but uh but yeah we're here mourning some goats here because well i mean all realms of 
if, if you have ears, you kind of mourned him, you know? Like, that was definitely, like, the last time somebody, a cultural icon passed where it was, like, kind of united everybody and kind of mourning the guy. I, I don't remember Prince. Prince is definitely, like, I think this is one of the first of the millennial generations musical artist to pass of a non like tragic like it's still he still passed too early dmx we're speaking of uh today was his uh funeral service uh over in new york at the barclay center uh which was very uh epic as epic as it needed to be they rolled in with a monster truck with the casket in the back uh, flanked by just all of the dirt bikes and four wheelers you know and it's a very appropriate song playing now yeah yep but like everyone from the millennial generation who's passed so far has been like from an overdose or an accident or killed tragically this is the first of our generation i feel like we've seen theoretically from natural causes like there is a whole bunch of complications i'm sure that go into dmx passing away but this is the first time where it's like you saw the leaders and, and uh yeah it was kind of like yeah having a medical uh like more of a medical strategy versus yeah. like just ac- some type of accident um so yeah it does make there's also a different kind of like sur- surrealness to that too I mean because one other thing that was apparent was how much of a life he lived. <laughs> right. Like that all was, the places it, it was, he was coming about uh, and popping up. <laughs> absurd just the random stories people were posting. It was like when uh uh oh shit. I forget who passed away, but it was just like it, it's honestly it's kinda like the Bill Murray effect where like five or ten years ago you would just see these random articles pop up like bill murray crashed our wedding bill murray showed up at our karaoke event like dmx would be doing the same thing but without the same kind of media <laughs> coverage at that time yeah and uh i like oh man how bad the bill murray one like we're all you know this one is so fake by now because it's such a mean <laughs> one of, where he steals the french fry yeah <laughs> the french fry one is now like and then it's like and he was like no one's ever gonna believe you when you say it was me it's like yeah i don't <laughs> well hey guys he made it he wow made it. back from I the know. dead yeah it's from... uh i i like i fucking i was telling these guys like i was like no on my computer. No, no one knew that Either you were way. gone. By the way, we didn't tell oh, that you weren't here. We did Nobody give knows. you a few things of uh, some post production you're gonna have to do. But... Yeah. Oh, good. I can't wait for the notes. But now this is all gonna stay in because now I'm explaining myself. But uh, fucking, I, I went on my computer to make sure I was ready to go by the time everyone was good to go, and then all of a sudden, fucking, everything went to shit. 
blah, blah, blah. You get it. Anyways, what did I miss? And we're just talking about how Bill Murray became a meme and... Yeah, those were funny. And as soon as I like, I, I like when I first heard the Bill Murray stuff, I was like, "Yeah, this is good. This is I could see that happening." And then yeah, all of a sudden, more things yeah. happen, and I'm like, "Yeah, you already said that whole thing." But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I, it comes to the point where like Reddit, oh, scrolling the Reddit timeline is always the most bullshit celebrity bullshit going on there. They're just. I don't even know what Keanu Reeves says in it. I've just been seeing a lot of Keanu Reeves being quoted in a block of quotes. Okay, I did read it one time. I was like, uh, but it was something about like doing stuff and being amazing. Like you won't be amazing, but you're being amazing by doing stuff. I don't know. And I'm like, this is clearly <laughs> bullshit. Because they're trying to memeify him now because he is a cool guy, but it doesn't mean everything he says now needs to be documented and as a wise prophet, I'm like I mean, another John Wick movie. Damn it! I mean, I mean, you could be right, but he also could have said it. he could have totally Wayne Gretzky that stuff. You know, you t- you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take. You know, it reminds me of how like, <laughs> well, he kind of got like uh, he got memeified in a couple different ways, right? So there's yeah. his backstory of how his entire family like died in a plane accident. So like. Shit. He just lives off of the insurance money of that, and every role that he takes, he donates his salary to charity. Yeah. Uh, and then there's just his set photos, which Sad Keanu was one of the memes before. Like, he even mm-hmm. like, returned back to, before the keanu uh happened with the John Wicks and uh, some other smaller roles that he's come back, like, hardcore on. Keanu since I love that. The Thank you. I love that. Uh we recently watched Matrix 2 1 and 2 again. Oh, absolutely both hold up. Uh the problem with 2 it tried to expand too much but the action scene in the middle makes it still for agents. All that and then the cool highway is so badass. And the highway and the highway action scene is the best since like Terminator too absolutely 100 percent. i was gonna say i have to go back to that fight scene there i think i have an absolute soft spot for that fight scene one because i think agent smith is a badass uh and two i remember a long time ago when that movie first came out there it was a read like whoever i don't know who did it but like somebody redid that entire fight scene pixelated with mario and luigi and luigi (laughs) and luigi luigi was agent smith and i was like hell fucking yeah dude this is why this scene is the best it's funny because when the cgi when they have to do like basically what we see superhero Mm. movies do all the time now it gets very ps2y so that's what (laughs) i would call out they're like oh it's going ps2 mode well, you know, uh, so there's the that PS2 too. game, uh, Enter the Matrix, was like fucking great. <laughs> it was <laughs> the worst. Right. It was the game. It was so bad, but it made you do the cool shit from the movies, so it was good anyway. Yeah. I was going to say, I, you know, I didn't follow, I didn't play it for the fucking story. I played it because it was awesome. I did, because but it was, was a sideline it, story quest to connect you from movie one to movie two. And but it was you so saw the animatrics. Then it was just like, oh, it was so perfect. I loved it. It was so clunky how it worked, though. Like, oh, the shoddy sure. moves the were. Ga- the gameplay was not perfect by any means, but. But you could do the cool movie shit, <laughs> yeah. so it was worth. You fucking suffering. go bullet time and you're just 
god mode. It was great. That looks so uh, cool. The only the only issue with that game, the only issue with that game was that I had it for a GameCube, and after a certain point, uh, the game would just crash and I couldn't go any further. So I was like, "Well, I beat the game. That's close see, enough." See, I had uh, the PS2 version where you could enter and cheat codes to do the like Mortal Kombat fighting against each other, and you could have a cop car versus a fire truck as one of the things <laughs> because those were just secret models that they stuck in there. It was dumb, yeah. but it was great. One of the other individuals we lost this last week here was uh, Shock G of Digital Underground, and the man was. A pioneer of 90s hip-hop. Just one of the individuals that you bring up amongst any group of hip-hop heads and they'll just give you stories of how, like, he was basically... You know how when people talk about the Beatles and, like, yeah, the songwriting is great and whatnot, but it's, like, the advancements in music that they did for rock and roll? Yes. That was basically Shock G for hip-hop, like, at the beginning of the 90s. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good, uh, uh, that's a good, and uh, now that you said the Beatles, though, I gotta go. Quincy Jones. I, that's, I only think about what he has to say about the Beatles. Uh, Quincy Jones, another legendary like producer, uh, pr- producer of Thriller, is you know. Oh, okay, yeah. What kind of just I could just end there, and you know, that's who we're talking say, about. He's got a huge but, list uh, of his thing. <laughs> but he's also definitely an old man who does not give a fuck. Like he never really, you know, he's always been a, you know been an alpha but now especially as an old man uh loves telling Beatles stories about how they were not good musicians oh my god <laughs> and how constantly when they weren't looking they would just bring in actual good musicians to finish tracks and just convince uh, them that they did it the classic is like, Ringo Starr being like he couldn't nail a drum track and Quincy was like hey just leave for a second had a session musician come in and knock it out real quick Ringo comes back and is like wow that sounds real good Quincy's like it's cause it ain't you motherfucker <laughs> exactly. is, that the, is that the thing about like older music though sometimes like I've, I've heard a lot of slander against the Beatles against against Led Zeppelin like well, that that's always the thing with the Beatles is like because a lot of it is pretty simplistic but it fucking slaps and it's like why I love funk too you know we've talked about that but the thing and so like there's like why is every Beatles cover better than the original well it's because there's 30 40 minutes uh you know there's four decades of uh musical advancement <laughs> That's why, you know, like, that's why shit does get remixed and resampled and stuff, because then you update it, you know, kind of stuff. Yeah. That's one of those things of, like, that's why new punk music, the the stuff that really hits, builds on it, you know? Mm -hmm. It's about building Mm -hmm. on it. Like, the one we cribbed a lot from that left the similar blueprint was the Ramones. That's the pop yeah, punk version sure. of the Beatles. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I give it that. I give it that. Uh, See, that's uh, the, the sound of punk rock is can always be drawn back in some way back to the Ramones. Doesn't matter who it is. Like, you're either doing something explicitly to reject the idea of what the Ramones were doing, 
or you're doing something that's just another variation of their most <laughs> doing punk rock. Uh, of some cards and yelling to, about shit. Right? <laughs> uh, what I wanted to bring it back to when uh, we were talking about fight uh, scenes and whatnot, have y'all seen Cradle to the Grave? I was yes. just going to bring it up. I <laughs> just saw it the other week. <laughs> because nice. we watched that one uh, in honor of DMX passing away here. And that has some mm. actual like killer fight scenes. Now, they're all Jet Li influenced fight scenes of just like, <laughs> yeah, breaking say. down people. But actually, that movie still fucking slaps. If it didn't have Tom it's... Arnold in it, it would be a great movie. But Tom Arnold, Tom Arnold. knocks it down a couple of nights. <laughs> Tom Arnold uh, does knock down You already down. have Anthony Anderson in the movie. Like, we don't need another comic relief guy. Like, we already have. Like, right, that's Black-ish. fair. We're, we're, you know what movie Tom Arnold is decent in is True Lies. But that's because True Lies just slaps. But, uh, but yeah, uh, that's the other thing. DMX was amazing at, on screen. Because it's one of those personalities that just you gravitated towards. You loved seeing that, that look. Like, the flower gardening one was another one. It's just... You know, there's the people that have that it factor we always talk about too. He has they just have presence it. when he's on screen or in an interview or on stage. You just naturally gravitate towards him. He just is like someone you focus on. You know, it's it's really. I don't want this to bleed over to my other podcast, but we're going to be actually talking about this movie pretty soon, Cradle to the Grave, <laughs> and like <laughs> just writing down all the ridiculous things that I've seen in this movie. And and yes, I could see, I could see where the action is pretty good, and, and Jet Li does take most of the credit for that. But like, man, that story is fucking. It's <laughs> it's wild. It's weird, man. It's, uh, it's, it's like it's it a, is it is classic early two thousands heist movie shit. Bro, I just, they steal it, his like, kid. They steal help. his kid, and then she steals the truck back. It's great. God, oh, that was pretty cool. I just like she's just pushing it. She like tapes the fucking cereal box in there to go through. Oh my god. I the whole thing I just all the it, it doesn't help it doesn't help Cradle to the Grave. Uh also when this song I think was it this song that what came up? MX song that came up in the awesome scene because he like stole AP to like go chase down somebody. And all and I think it was uh, um X gonna give it to you and it was like so fantastic. And it was so fantastic, so fantastically placed. But like Oh man, I think like what I was about to say was like it it doesn't help that I just saw um Ocean's 11 for the first time too like a couple weeks before I saw Cradle of the Grave. So like measuring out heist movies, I'm like, "Oh no. Oh no. This isn't this isn't good." <laughs> yes, uh, man. Comparing a Soderbergh movie to I don't even know who directed Cradles of the Grave. I'm sure I'm, pr- I'm probably going to look it up here now real quick, and it'll be like... Anthony Fett. Fate? Fight? Fight? Uh, Fiat? Never heard of him. Oh, sorry, director. Yeah. Oh, what the hell? This has a different director in it here. It says... Andre- I don't know what the fuck it is. Andres Bartkoyak. Bartkoyak. 
It's so he did Andrew Barkovyuk. I'm Let's sure see he what did else a whole bunch here. of other uh, early 2000s movies and maybe some music videos. Well, I mean, hold on. He's known for speed. Oh, he's oh. a cinematographer. Huh? He's cinematographer. My bad. He's cinemat- cinematographer. I think that's the movie he's directed. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Director. Here we go. Oh, he's got something coming up in uh, 20 to this year and next year. Let's see. Street Fighter, Legend of Chun-Li. He did oh. that. He did Doom. Oh. And Exit Wounds. Is, oh. it, is he like, is he like, is he a uh, big DMX fan? Is that why? <laughs> Exit Wounds. Well, I'm sure hey, uh, with that, that was a re-teaming up situation there. But, well, that's uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> God, that's, that's all he's got, though. Uh, into Doom, into Street Fighter. Just yeah. Classic, classic schlock video game movies. That was like you took the two video game movies back to back. Gosh. Thanks for going. Uh, Mortal, Kombat. Mortal Kombat was a big disappointment. Was it? I've heard a lot of mixed things about it. They I've added been like the bad. main. That they the just main tried cramming in way too much character. shit into the movie. The main character, I'll spoil it for you guys right now. Uh, oh, no. The people in the random countries that listen to our podcast, please dive under a table and make sure you don't hear this because, you know, I only care about you guys. But uh, <laughs> but he was afraid of, at the end, I think he's revealed to be Johnny Cage. But during the whole movie... He just kind of felt like this random fan character added because he didn't look like any of the game characters. So I just kept yelling at the screen, who are you? And just to <laughs> off as well. Uh, so, yeah, it, 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 that part was bad. And it was one of those, if it was an hour and a half, it might have been decent. But because it was an hour and 53, there was just an extra half hour of boring. It's an hour and 53 minutes? And it's boring. Damn. Damn. It ends up being boring. Because uh, some of the, of the year so far is uh, Godzilla versus Kong. That fucking with ass. A, a crisp, him? a crisp eighty minutes long, and my only criticism of the film is that it took twenty five minutes to get to the first fight. Yeah, like just a little well, too much setup going to the first fight. Don't spoil. Don't spoil. I'm, I'm watching it next week. <laughs> so I finally got it. It's gonna happen. I was supposed to watch it last Wednesday, then things kind of fell through, and then we're doing it. We're doing it this week. So before, uh, well, too, too, uh, too late. But party up! Uh, according to whatsong.com, this would only be like some more popular shit, but. Uh, guess how many uh, different things use that Party Up song to be, you know, their movie or show? Party Up. Um, I guess it's somewhere two. near a hundred. I'd honestly say, yeah, pr- we're probably... Is, is it, this isn't a big database, though, Kevin. This is, like, pretty mainstream shit. Oh. Divide that like, by many times. Then, I was going to say, like, then I'm, then I'm 20, gonna divide 21. We're, we're near, like, 45 different uh, properties of used party up as a... Technical difficulties. We're coming back. 
very soon. Da 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 ba ba ba. Please keep listening. We love you. Quite the thing. Hey, we're we're doing great. Doing great. I gotta pay Chris Davis five hundred dollars to incorporate Kevin onto some banners. <laughs> I can just ask him. Okay, try no, that first. I think I think okay, I think, I'll do that. I think you should just get a bad photo of me, Photoshop it out, cut it out, and then just like paste it really small. And, paste like, it on somewhere. <laughs> I have an idea. Okay, that's a good idea. Can you take a picture of that and then send it to me, and I'll make sure Chris Chris blends it in nicely. No, it can't be blended in nicely. The uh, just slapdashness of it is the charm. That's fine. That's fine. It's not fine. And I gotta put like Ann Kevin right there. Totally fine. God. So what else, boys? Um. Uh, I kind of wanted to do a little bit more of uh, seeing as we waited to. Uh, today to do our DMX tribute uh, the uh, funeral service they broke down uh, into a few prayers and hymns but uh, broke out Ultra Lightning which was Kanye's kind of big break into gospel music have you ever met a girl that you tried to date? Uh, okay. And in kind of a roundabout way, like, so DMX uh, was very, 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 very Christian. Uh, the uh, kind of kind of jokes, not really jokes, but just, I guess, humorous acknowledgments of, like, DMX's late career was basically him just trying to save people. It, it, it kind of reminds me of where Kanye is at now, which made it a, like, really poignant thing that they would break into a Kanye song. And it being Kanye's best spiritual song here uh, for his funeral service. I just I just thought it was a a, a moment. It's one of those moments where you see like I don't know how these things connect, but when you like start trying to piece it together, it makes way too much sense. Okay. That's cool. all I have to say about that. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I, my computer is still fucking being weird where you like, you kind of cut out halfway for me on accident. Oh. But uh, as long as you got it all down, I, well, heard, I heard record, most of it. It records on my end perfectly because I'm the one recording. Yeah, so it's just fine. Right. So then we're fine there. I'll just make sure that, uh, I don't know. This song's great though. I like this song a lot.
Like, this and uh, the Humpty Dance are like the two 90s funny rap songs that are just tier S. Everything underneath it is tier A or worse. Yeah. I love his love of... Large uh, cartoon character. <laughs> We're so good at podcasting, guys. Bro, I'm not well, it's like of, of just, all the times. Of course, this is the the last episode that we're doing through Discord. Everything else we're doing from here on out, we're doing in person. And of in course, person. Discord, like, as we're crossing the finish line, is just like, hey, fuck you guys, I don't care anymore. Yeah, this is bad. Fuck you, Discord, <laughs> for a little bit, for really doing us dirty here at the end. And it's just like, oh, God. Fucking get what, get what you pay for. Yeah, I guess so. That's true. That is very true. <laughs> I mean, shit. That's the quality we get here. Is there... Is there anything else anyone would like to bring up before I, like, you know, turn down this train wreck of a last episode before we start recording in person again? Anything else? And it might not even be a train wreck on your side. It's a train wreck on my side. My fucking computer is fucking just fucking garbage. It's garbage right now. What are the last parting shots? So please listen to the message that I said. Oh my piece, DMX was uh someone we're gonna miss dearly. Oh, uh the last thing yeah. that I wanted to mention about uh DMX, uh that's a nice little anecdote. Uh the I forget if it was the New York Times or the Washington Post, one of the two East Coast uh, newspapers did a deep dive into the vocabulary and verbosity of hip hop, uh, where they broke down the words per minute and the variety of words that each artist uh, used through the course of their songs and the entirety of their discography. Up at like the top end, uh, you got the members of Wu Tang who are just like throwing in all kinds of different words from the dictionary that you maybe not heard of. Like you can you can build your vocabulary listening to Wu Tang. On the opposite end of the spectrum was DMX at last place, who used like a total of like 68 words over the course of the entirety of his songs. (laughs) But damn it, if he wasn't entertaining. But yeah, and honestly, like to bring in back our punk rock, uh, like bless you, 
lifestyles in backgrounds. You know, Nazi punks fuck off is one of the most famous, if not one of the best punk rock songs ever written, and that's literally the yeah. entirety of the lyrics for the song. You, you don't need to know anything past the title of the song there. So it's it's when the article came out, it felt like people were sliding DMX for being that low on the list for being just straight bottom of the basement of popular rappers and i'm kind of sad it really took him passing away for and maybe the uh, feelings were already there that we were already still on the DMX actually is great just because of the energy that he could bring to a event, party, what have you, just you hanging out in your car listening to the music. He did, in so few words, what so many rappers feel failed to do nowadays with an entire Western Dictionary. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. I really think, like, it showed how awesome of a rapper he was when he blew up just redoing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And that's just, that's just like, a, that's just a, a slight thing. That's not, like, that's obviously, I'm not going to, like, base his whole career off of that <laughs> point, point in time. But, like, it just showed, it just showed how awesome, like, DMX truly was as, like, a person, a rapper, everybody. It was, it was yeah. That was fun. All right. Well, Tony, you have any last words for about DMX? Uh, R.I.P. DMX. R.I.P. DMX. Shock G. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, uh, everything has come from something. Uh, know your mm-hmm. roots. So it sucks. Like I, you know. You should be running. Having yeah. to retroactively and retrospectively look at life works and actually how much it contributes to some of your passions today. But I guess sometimes, you know, that's uh, you don't come across somebody until they're already gone. Yeah. So uh, I guess that's one thing I'll be doing with uh, Shock G, I think. Rock and roll, man. Oh, man. Rock and right, roll, well, man. Uh, Let's uh, let's end it. Let's end it here. Uh, this is going to be the last time we do it over Discord. We're going to be finally, since we're all fully vaccinated, we're going to finally be doing it again live. I can't wait to get other fully vaccinated uh, 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 guests on the show with us. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we will superimpose Kevin's face onto our logo somehow. <laughs> and... And... <laughs> and make sure you check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And keep on listening and we love you and thank you so much for dealing with us this whole pandemic it's been really hard for everybody and we appreciate being a part of your uh whole thing and through this pandemic just like we we thank you for getting us through this pandemic as well and uh and we're not out of the woods yet no not to say the least but uh, it's, it's beginning to look pretty good um until then not exactly radio benny k and tony just tony tony just tony 
Kevin, thank you again. I don't know which one of you two started hosting the show at the beginning, but thank you, whoever hosted um, in the beginning. Oh, you're going to have oh, fun figuring that out. <laughs> what? Yeah, have fun. I can't wait. Editor Ben is going to have a great time. Anyways, thank you all for listening. We will see you later. Bye-bye.